Welcome to Newbridge Christian Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David of Robert teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In Christ, we are God's new breed. Praise the Lord. So, resurrection of the dead. The doctrine of the resurrection of the dead is based on the fact that man was destined to live forever. Are you following me? Let me go by it again. The doctrine of the resurrection of the dead is based on the fact that man was destined to live forever. Genesis chapter 2 from verse 16. You can open your Bibles. I will read it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, from that statement, it was clear that death was originally not God's plan. Who is following me? He says, the day you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. Death was actually the result of the judgment system of God in response to man's sin. Are you following me? And that death was in two parts. It was, it was in what? Two parts. When Adam ate of the fruit, did he fall on the ground? He was just moving. But the Bible made us know that after he ate of the fruit, he realized that he was naked. That means something had happened to him which was spiritual. And the people gave him a sign. So there was number one, spiritual death. That was the first reality. Number one was what? Spiritual death. Some translation, actually, I think the amplified translation or the Mufat translation says, that place that says, in the day you eat of the fruit, you surely die. Actually, it reads like this. In the day you eat of the fruit, in dying you will die. And I, I think that's the best rendering because of what I want to see. After spiritual death, as man lived on, something that was alien to his philosophy began to happen. Suddenly, Adam lived to a certain age and died physically. The only reason why he could die physically was because he had died spiritually. Are you following me? Spiritual death gave birth to physical death. And the Bible shows us. Go to Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. From verse 4. Genesis 5. From verse 4. The Bible says, and the days, I think let me read from verse 5. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years. You see, no. 
همیدرد هر هم آزوات همه نیست and all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died the next one is what? 912 then go to verse 14 and the days of Canaan was 910 years and he died 9-10 Go to Verse 17 And all the days of Mahalalil Were 895 years And he died I want to ask you a question What do you notice? What do you notice? It started reducing. It kept reducing. <laughs> Are you seeing this? Now, go to chapter 6, verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that also, he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. From 9.30 The cap Became one change Now, make no mistakes Even after God said this Listen up Even after God said this People still lived up to 500 years But you see God knew what he was doing When he told Adam The day you eat of these fruits You will surely die So what we are seeing there is after Adam died spiritually he began to die because he died instead of dying Amen. that's why that translation reads in dying you will die so physical death was the result of spiritual death so death came in so we can say, that means we can conclude that death came in because of sin, right? So spiritual death came because of sin, and spiritual death resulted into physical death. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Now, am I making this up? Let's look at the Bible. Ezekiel 18, verse 4. Now, what am I doing to you? Good? Explaining things like this. There's no way, uh, there's no way you'll be following these teachings, all of them. Will, and a time will come in your life. A girl met, a girl sent me a message. Done. She said she went somewhere to, to see some ministers, or because God bless their heart. They are not bad people. They just need to know more. Do you understand? The Lord God and all that. And they were telling her something, and she was like, um, she doesn't quite agree. Are you praying? And she started explaining to them. Said when she was gone explaining, she now realized that so I've learned this much. Like I've not taken it so much. She quickly took a point, sent me a message. Said too much has happened to me. I didn't even know. I was just hearing and listening and listening and following. 
Now, Ezekiel 18 verse 4. It says, Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father, so also is the soul of the Son. It's mine. I think I should let me press more on that thing to deal with somebody's mind about something. The deviation was, I think, is what. As we get a thing, this one. Have you heard that statement before and said, you know why you have suffered what you have suffered? Your fathers have done this and you are suffering. Does it happen to people? Yes. Are generational causes real? Yes, they are real. But you see, if you don't know what the Bible has said about generational causes, the devil will keep making generational causes and patterns continuous in your family. And you know you'll be helpless about him, helpless about fighting. See what the Bible says. Ezekiel 18, verse 1. Look at this. The word of the Lord came unto me again, saying, What mean ye that ye use this proverb in the land of Israel? Say, the father that eating sour grapes. And the children's feet set on edge. As I live here, the Lord God, ye shall not have occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel. Are you following this? Yes. God came and counseled it. God said, mm-mm. Don't forget, as at this time, Jesus has not died. This is the Old Testament. He came and said, I don't, I don't like this thing. I don't like this. Mm-mm. Then what, he said something after that. Behold, also the mind. As the soul of the Father, so also is the soul of the, of the Son. If the soul that sinned, it shall die. What does that mean? If it's your Father that sinned, his death is for you, it is not for you. If it's you that sinned, your death is not for your Father, it's you. After me, I'm separated from every cause in my family. I have a different pattern. God's pattern is my pattern. God's pattern is my pattern. Amen. Amen. So back to verse 4. It says, The soul that sinned, it shall die. Now, this is Old Testament. Let's look at Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Romans 6, verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death. Are you seeing this? For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is the eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Shall glory. 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 Now, what does that tell us? If it was Adam's sin that produced spiritual death and resulted into physical death, that means eternal life in Jesus Christ must affect spiritual death and physical death. The salvation plan of Jesus, God's redemptive plan, must influence both spiritual death and physical death. Does the Bible speak of this? Yes. And that's what will be taken the next two to three weeks. This week, next week, and probably to handle. Because there are many things surrounding this. It is because of the fact that after this, after spiritual death, there is physical death. It is because of this fact there is actually this next thing, eternal judgment. See, 
I've jumped the gun, but I'll come back to it later. I'll come back to it. It is because this world is not all about here. That is why there's something going to be judgment. Because after here, there's another world. Praise the Lord. It's because man is going to live forever. Man is going to live forever. That is why there is something called judgment. What you do in this earth is not all about this earth. Praise the Lord. Okay. So I think we've laid some foundation. So let's see how the structure of the gospel begins to affect this. So if he has paid the price for sin which is dead and rose from the dead, that means a man who believes in Jesus Christ has passed over death. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That means a person who believes in Jesus Christ has passed over spiritual death. That is why the criteria for going to heaven is faith in Jesus Christ. I'll just talk about that later. What takes people to hell? It's not good deeds or bad deeds. It is choosing to believe or not to believe in Jesus. Now, somebody says, what about a Christian who continues, a, a Christian who is genuinely saved and intentionally decides to do things that are wrong? That is why there is eternal judgment. There is a judgment as we go into this. You said there is a judgment for the unbeliever hmm? and there is a special judgment for the believer. It's Bible. Uh, what about but some people sin are more grievous than some other people sin. I talk about that. That is why in heaven there are different hierarchy and also in hell there are different hierarchy. Uh, it's Bible. You saw where we read in Ephesians chapter four, where it says that Jesus descended into the lower parts of, of, of the earth. Yeah. Hell is not all the same hell. In hell there are different parts. <laughs> There's compartment. Father, we give you praise. So, it is upon this structure that Jesus Christ died and rose. He died because of our sin, took this thing that produced death, and rose. So, a person who believes in Jesus Christ, let's see, let's see what the Bible says. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Praise the Lord. From verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you. The hour is coming. And now is that the dead. No, no, verse 24. Sorry, please. Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Are you seeing this? He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. Say amen. amen. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. Listen, this is why the gospel of Jesus Christ is so serious. One would able to believe is not just coming to oh, just come and be clapping your hands and it's a religious something. Uh-uh. 
if you don't take this thing serious, <laughs> what you are actually trying to say when you refuse the message of Jesus Christ, you are saying to me, that dirty pay, I can pay for myself. I don't need him to pay for me. Are you following me? And that's payment of that eternal payment. So you will pay forever, like I was saying. You will pay for eternity. You will die both physical death. Spiritual death. That is why when Jesus died, he did not just have to die physical, uh, spiritual death of taking our sins. He had to die physically. Because that was part of the consequences of Adam's sin. Are you following me? So you realize that people who believe in God, follow me now, I'm going to very sensitive areas now. People who believed in God and followed God, even when Christ has not come, when Christ died, eh, they began to rise. Let's look at the Bible. Matthew. Matthew 27. Matthew 27 from verse 51 to 53. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. This was when Jesus died. And the earth did quake. And the rocks rent. And the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of that of the graves after his resurrection. Are you seeing this? Hey. And went into the holy city and appeared unto many. So now somebody why should that happen? Listen. Let's listen. Who was Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. God in flesh. And God has something called eternal life, which has no beginning and no end. Now, somebody asked me, have you seen this thing in the Bible? The eternal life is everlasting life. What's the difference between eternal life and everlasting life? Should I explain? Eternal life. Hmm? Everlasting life. Eternal life is the life that God possesses. That makes him God. No beginning, no end. It's the continuum of eternal life. But when God impacts that eternal life, are you following me? To a creature. That creature begins to have everlasting life. He receives of eternal life. So if there was a day he started being eternal. Who is following me? Yeah. But God, there was no beginning and no end. But for instance, angels are everlasting. Why? Because they received of that life. That life was imparted to them by God because God created them. They will live. Are you following? So everlasting. They will keep on living. But there is more. Praise the Lord. 
Sorry, oh. I don't understand this year. That is just every year's hot, hot, hot. Amen. Praise God. Somebody said that the coronavirus will not fit cross by any place where there is heat. So let the heat multiply. Welcome. So let's look at some other thoughts as we begin to find a way to round up for today. Jesus' thoughts on the resurrection. Jesus' thoughts on resurrection. Should I look at that first? Okay. Jesus' thoughts on resurrection. Before I go there, let's look at Second Timothy chapter 1 from verse 8. It says, Second Timothy 1 from verse 8 to 11. It says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Second Timothy 1 from verse 8. Now let me go to verse 9. Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Verse 10. But now made manifest by the appearance of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and brought life and immortality to life. Who is in this? And brought what? Life and immortality to life, to life through the gospel. So by the gospel of Jesus Christ, he brings life and immortality. I can actually say that first life refers to your spirit and immortality. Immortality is living forever. Remember that song we used to sing those days? I was, I was discussing it with one of, one of us today. Forever. You see, that song eh, is more of a gospel song than the people that sang it even more. Somehow, no matter how, how crap man can be, man actually wants to live forever. A person is complaining about, this Nigeria is hard, I just want to just die and go. Bring God to kill him. Say, no, 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 wait, see, see, see. Just hold it first. Man was destined for life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that that possibility is only made available in the gospel of Jesus Christ. He abolished death. So it's only through the gospel that the man, the death will be abolished and he will live on forever. But let us hear some thoughts about it and how it works. Amen. So go to Matthew chapter 22. I like to start from Matthew and all those teachings of Jesus because there are many people who try to make it look like the apostles, the teachings of the apostles were not based on a, a different teaching of Jesus. There is no explanation with the apostles, but everything starts from the teachings of Jesus. Go to Matthew chapter 22 from the text. Now, to get the background of this of this story. What happened here? They brought a, a, a question to Jesus. 
brought a question just about getting married and the woman who got had seven husbands in the earth and she died and they say at the resurrection who will be her husband and just replied he said Matthew 22 from verse 30 says for in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given the marriage but are as the angels of God in heaven remember what I told you about angels everlasting life but are the angels of God in heaven but as touching the resurrection of the dead have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God saying I am the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob listen God is not the God of the dead but of the living wait 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 do you know as he was saying when God made that statement I am the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob he, had actually, he was talking to Moses when he said the statement I am the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob remember yes. and as at this time when he was saying it, Abraham Isaac and Jacob they have died yes. who is following the logic here yes. so if Abraham Isaac Jacob, he said, I was the God of Abraham. What did he say? I am the God. That means, in the mind of God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were living. Who is following this? Now, that is another question. Listen. How can Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, be dead and God claims he's the God of the living. That means they are alive inside. What about <laughs> look at this though? People are dead physically, but in God's mind, he's the God of the living. And there are people who are alive, and to God, they are dead. That means the way God looks at life. And death is not the same way. There is a basis on which he judges if a man is alive. But you can also another thing to understand is there are other people who have died that time. There are other people who have died that God will not God will not claim that they are God. Mm. Who is following me? So how does God judge life and death? That takes me back. To that John chapter 5. Go back to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. From verse 24. It says, Verily, verily, I see unto you. Okay. I think this is not the best place to start. Let me take it a little bit backward. Are you following me? John 5 from verse 19. Then answer just and said unto them, Very, very, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, or what he hear the Father do, but what things soever he doeth, this also the Son likewise doeth. For the Father loveth the Son, and giveth him all giveth him all things that himself doeth, and showeth him greater work than this that he may marvel. Verse one. For as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. Verse 22. For the Father judges no man, but has committed all judgment into the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth the Son, honoreth the Father, which has sent him. Very, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, 
have everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death, death unto life. Pay attention. Very, very, I say unto, the, unto you, verse 25 now. The hour is coming, and now is. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. For him to say the hour is coming and now it's moving, it was something that was already happening. Praise the Lord. Even though it will still happen, it is happening. The hour is coming and now is. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. Loose listen on. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. And hath given him authority to execute good judgment also because of the Son of Man. Now, see verse 28. Pay attention to verse 28. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in which all that yet all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Who is thinking? Who is thinking what I'm talking about here? Now pay attention. So, from this scripture, you will realize that verse 25 and verse 28 and 29, even though they are all talking about rising from the grave or from the dead, they are not the same thing. Verse 25 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Now, when it says the dead, you realize that it's not talking about the grave. Okay. Listen, look at verse 25. There, are no, there is no grave in verse 25. And that is, and they that hear shall live. That means, even the dead can choose to hear. Oh, I'm trying to break it down for you. Verse 25 says, the dead shall hear. And they that hear. What does that mean? That means, Somebody can be moving on the road, but he's dead. Mm. Mm. Listen, oh. He can be moving on the road as long as he has not taken the word of God. That's why Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are now living because they took God seriously. They heard the word of God and took him seriously. So, somebody can choose to hear the word of God. Even though he's dead, when he hears the word of God, he will live. The dead. Hearing the word. You will leave. Now go to verse 28. Okay. Now see verse 28. Mother not at least that the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. Now this one is not just talking about dead. This time he mentions graves. But there has to be a grave, that means the person has died physically. Says, all in the grace shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life. In this context, the good in this context is that you hear his word and you believed and you pass from condemnation. The context of good here is not just doing good things, oh, giving to the poor, who is following me. In this context, the good in this context is that. Verse 24, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me have everlasting life. That's the good. That's the good in this context. Who is following this? I think that's 28. Mother writes that for that is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice 
and they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So, in the grave, there are people who may have died, eh? but they were living. <laughs> they were living, but they now died physically and they entered the grave. But before they enter the grave, they are done good. They heard his word. Follow me. Follow me. So in the grave, people will resurrect some to the resurrection of life. And resurrection of damnation. So even though he's rising, his physical body will rise out of the grave to face a judgment. understand this. You see, what gives meaning to this present life is the coming life. When I was looking at this, you know what it dawned on me? You know sometimes when you read the teachings of Jesus, it looks so simple. You think what he's saying, oh, it's just, oh, it's just, just saying, hey, so I went to do this. Jesus didn't teach it eh? Don't assume you know what he's saying. Just be following it like that. In fact, sometimes to understand what Jesus is teaching, you must have studied all the whole epistles, understood, grasped it so well, then not come back. So, according to the Bible, so we can conclude that number one, the dead will rise. And number two, that the way God judges life and death, or life and death, is not just basically about a man's physical state, but that man's response to his word and believing in Jesus. Can we follow me? Yes. And that is the basis for the judgment. And you will see that consistent throughout the entire Bible. Throughout the entire Bible. So when Jehovah Witness tells you that there is no hell, Eh? There is no hell, there is no this thing. They are wrong. Because if there is no hell, that means Christ dying and going to hell so that men will not go to hell is a useless venture. Are you following me? Now, I was feeling something about eternal life and everlasting life. Why those people who died before Christ came, left. God has an eternal life, meaning past, present, future, no beginning, no end. So if God takes the sacrifice of death, that means that sacrifice is eternal, right? That means that sacrifice of death, first of all, goes into the past and pays for it. Are you following me? Because God is eternal, He has no past, no present. So if He does something, it happens eternally. He goes into the past, He affects the past. Are you following me? It affects the present and the future. So Jesus Christ wants that one death. Now, it was no more legal for those guys to be dead. The reason why those guys are going to be dead is because they, are not, they were not eternal beings. So they will have to fulfill it every single blessed moment for eternity. Are you following me? For Jesus is an eternal being. 
that one that one entrance into hell was once and for all. So that one entrance went into the past and paid for their their sins eternally. So they were set free. Are you seeing the logic there? And after being set free, because him too is eternal, he cannot stay there. That one came out. That means the Christian today is not going to hell. Because he has, Christ has gone to hell for him. Even into the future. Your child that will believe in Jesus Christ in the next... Your great-grandchildren, when they believe in Jesus Christ, there are no more candidates for hell. They will no longer descend into hell. Do you, you understand? So somebody says, okay, when did all those guys go? They went into heaven. They went into heaven. We'll, we'll look at that later. Have you seen scriptures like when the Bible says, and let the and let the crowd of, of men into heaven? Because those men, you will see when the Bible says that, see, never we have a crowd of witnesses. They are with all those crowd of witnesses, with all those people. All of them, they are a crowd of witnesses. Part all of them. The Bible says in Matthew that when he was ascending, he left with a crowd, a crowd of men. Amen. Amen. So, from next week, we'll begin to see much more how that affects us. We're answering questions like, so, if Christ has paid for this, that means, so we can say that the person in Christ today will rise again, will rise up to the resurrection of life, right? We're going to the deeper dynamics of how that affects us. Is it possible that a person can live on, just live on, without ever dying. We analyze it. What does the Bible teach about immortality? Then we also see that the Bible shows us that our faith in Christ can also influence our physical bodies. Are you following me? It can influence. That, that tells us something already. That our faith in Christ, yes, our spirit, our spirit was the most important part. But it can affect our physical body. The mortal power of God can come upon the physical body of man. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. On this note, I will stop. We are taking minutes behind it. Any questions? Are you blessed? Are you yes, blessed? Sir. Yes, sir. I believe you gained something. Yes, sir. So you see, the guy on the road doesn't believe. He needs to hear the voice of the Son of Man and live. You know, anytime I think about the Bible, sometimes the Bible makes me think. A person that is in the grave is more alive than a person that is walking on the street. <laughs> that means that some people in the grave today, they have life than somebody that is on the street. In, in his mind, he's walking, but he's actually dead. Praise the Lord. Because we move on, look into the eternal judgment. Have a question. Hey, that means that appointed unto man wants to die, and after this is what the judgment. Okay, that is part of what people have an issue. With. Now you want to take me to somewhere I don't want to enter, but I'll, I'll enter it because of you. When you check that there, that's actually Hebrews 9 verse 27. Hebrews 9 verse 27. It says, For it is appointed unto men who wants to die, 
and after this the judgment even so Christ died once for sins and all that that's actually what happens when a person dies for instance now somebody says when a person dies where does he go now the Catholic Catholic church about
if God, you are still in this earth, God has accounted for your future, how much more your, your next 10 years of your life? You are in this earth. God has accounted for when you will die and resurrect. He has calculated all those things. Those are the things you should look at and when you gauge it logically, you gauge logically and then what is what is my job? What is my money? Are you following me? So there must be times for knowledge. What I'm showing you, I'm not trying to let me say this with all sense of meaning. It's not for you. I'm not trying to do it so that okay, we will live here. Yeah, this guy. I got a teacher. I got is is what you need. You understand what I'm trying to say? It's what God instructs us in His Word for us to know. Praise God. It's not an extract strange revelation. It's what God wants His children to know. If He did not want it, He wouldn't have taught us about it. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we'll talk about that next week. Abraham, all this, all of that. What happened now? All that. We are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you because our interest in the world is growing, our understanding in the revelation of Christ is growing. We thank you because you have abolished death for us. If you abolished spiritual death and physical death even in the world to come for us, then we know that there is nothing, there is no challenge too big for us in this life that you cannot deal with. We thank you because we are parables can be deep. We are far above pain, lack, and penury. The sufficiency of Christ is far above all those things. In the name of Jesus, we draw from that sufficiency for our day-to-day life. And we grow in our understanding of you. Our worship of you grows. Our revelation, our love of you grows. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Say after me, I'm destined unto life. I have heard the voice of the Son of God. And I have heard it. I've heard it. And because I've heard it, I've heard it I, believe. I believe and I live. Because it lives, I live. Say after me unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. For in Christ, I'm God's new breed. Thank you for listening to the summer. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.